Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. I've got the day right this time here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Uh, another, it's been a pretty newsworthy week for it being kind of the dog days of summer, which speaking of which, Trevor, certainly doesn't feel like summer outside. But another newsworthy day, this time basketball news getting most of the attention. So that's that's where we're going to start the show. It's also Throwback Thursday. I know that's got Trevor excited. Trevor, how are you doing today? I am ready for trivia. Are we, going, are we going the same way we did last week with alma maters? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, come on, alma maters. It'll it, it will be it, it'll probably be that. Yeah. All right, I'm in a good mood now. Now you can talk about how uh, great Kentucky's basketball team is, and I won't interrupt because I'm in a good mood for throwback trivia today. I'm just waiting for you to throw out something uh, to be negative about UK's basketball season. <laughs> Do you want to bring up if Scalabissier is going to be eligible or not? No, but I'm wondering if Humphreys will be. What, why, what would cause him to be ineligible? Uh, I have no argument or uh, to back up my statement. I was just throwing it out there and seeing if something would stick to the wall. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's good to know. At least I'm I, honest. So we're going to talk Isaac Humphreys, Jamal Murray not playing for Team Canada. That's official. We had hinted that, that it was unlikely going to happen. Uh, now we know it's not going to. And then UK's SEC schedule came out last night. So we have a finalized 2015-2016 schedule. And what else are we going to do here in, in August, middle of August, the 20th? Uh, except preview the basketball schedule. So we'll do that also later on. And then, like we mentioned, it's Throwback Thursday, so it's going to be a busy show. But with Isaac Humphreys, the Australian, let's jump right in there. The U.K. made it official just about an hour ago. John Calipari compared him to a much bigger Josh Harrelson. Uh, he said he watched Isaac when he first came over to the United States in high school in Indiana and was impressed with his skill and size. He reminded me of a much bigger Josh Harrelson. He's very skilled. He has great hands. He's a great passer. To have a seven-footer who just turned 17, he has a lot still in front of him. And the best part is he wants the challenge of playing at Kentucky. Uh, He didn't just turn 17. He turned 17 in January, but he probably will be one of the youngest, if not the youngest player in college basketball next year. And because of that, Trevor, I found this to be awfully interesting. Because of that, he will be back at Kentucky for a sophomore year, regardless of how much he dominates or if he struggles, obviously he'd be back. Uh, but even if he had a spectacular season, he has to come back for year two because of his age. In the NBA, when you get drafted, you have to turn 19 in the year that you were drafted. So the draft is in, what, June, generally, I think. And yeah. Uh, so if you are 18 in June, that's okay as long as you turn 19 in by December or by January of the next year. Uh, he won't. He'll turn 19 in January of 2017. So he'll be back for a sophomore season. And I think when I think of Isaac Humphreys joining UK this year, I think of him adding depth. Uh, if something were, if foul trouble becomes an issue, if somebody were to be injured, having Isaac Humphreys is huge. But The biggest addition for Isaac Humphreys on this team is, I think, for 2016-2017 because I've mentioned the front court there is relatively thin for recruiting class, 
in 2016. You're going to be returning a sophomore in Humphreys, uh, who I think at his size, he's seven foot. I would imagine by the time his sophomore year rolls around, he's going to be around 245, 250 in that ballpark. Uh, and I think he could become maybe the most dominant big man in college basketball. That's a long ways away, but that's why if you're a Kentucky fan, I think you should be th- so thrilled about this addition is two years from now, not heading into this year, but the following season, you're going to be set on the front court, uh, at least at the center position with Humphreys. So that's the biggest thing that I'm going to take away from this. Uh, we've just like yesterday, it's been a busy few days for me, Trevor, with basketball recruiting. Yesterday, UK received a commitment from Sasha Killa-Jones, who will play on that front line with Isaac Humphreys in 2016-2017. Today, it was Humphreys. We've got video of Humphreys. We've got uh, quotes from Calipari that I just read, quotes from his high school coach, uh, which talks about how he considered Jamal Murray one of the best players in the world, which I found interesting. Uh, so there's there's plenty to read and watch on Isaac Humphreys if you head on over to CapsIllustrated.com. Uh, but like I said, busy two days as UK is securing their future, but also a nice addition for this next year for reasons, like I said, it adds a nice little security blanket, Trevor. I like to see Cal keeping the uh, the comparisons more realistic opposed to what Pino does. I mean, <laughs> but, but, I mean, I mean, you really you're not really setting. I mean, no no disrespect to Josh Harrelson, but I mean, you're not really setting the bar too high at that point by saying, "Oh, he's next. He's, he's another Josh Harrelson. He's as good as Josh Harrelson." But Josh Harrelson, I mean, obviously under at least under especially under Cal, and he wasn't you know hiding in bathroom stalls from Billy Gillespie. Who, you know, was played very well, and Louisville fans don't like him. the the man that wore the jorts for one particular game in general. But you know, at least, at least I'm glad to see if this was Patina. I wonder if he'd call him, you know, the next Elijah one or something. <laughs> that's a good point, and that's unlike you to to give Cal a compliment while putting down Patino. Way to go, Trevor! <laughs> hey, it's it's throwback trivia day. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> wow, I need to I need to kind of reward you more often, and you start being uh, sensible and reasonable. Yeah, it's nice. I'm sure it'll pass. Uh, Josh Harrelson averaged in his final season at Kentucky. Uh, he was a JUCO that came, had three years of eligibility at Kentucky when he uh, when he enrolled one year with uh, was under Billy Gillespie, the two under John, John Calipari, and obviously one he was behind Marcus Cousins and Daniel Lorden uh, wasn't going to get a lot of playing time that year. But Ennis Cantor, as we all know, became ineligible, and Josh Harrelson was really the only big guy on the roster at that point. He had to be the guy to step up. And he did just that, averaged uh, just under eight points a game while pulling in just under nine rebounds a game on a team that eventually went to the Final Four, beat Jared Solinger in the Sweet 16, uh, beat one of the Zellers in the Elite Eight, and Josh Harrelson a big reason and why. Harrelson had the best gig on that team because all, all he really had to do was stand on the block and wait for whoever's getting double teamed to throw him the ball for an open layup. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better – I mean, now you're starting on a Kentucky basketball team in terms of what that can do for you, getting you out of your jorts on campus. But you're able to to blossom because of the talent around you. And all you had to do was not screw up, and he definitely did that. And all you did not screw up, he excelled to a degree. Yeah, and he basically made a recommitment to that U.K. team to – to get his mind right, to get his body right, and to play that role. Just be physical, rebound, 
defend on the block, and that's really all he had to do. Scoring would take care of itself, and then he actually ended up turning into an okay scorer. Well, all he had to do was hit layups from the block. Like I said, when Terrence Jones was getting double teamed or yeah. people were coming over to, to, to help on whoever was guarding Brandon Knight. And he also had a pretty good jump shot that I remember his yeah. first game at UK. They played uh, Southeast Missouri or somebody, some some Division two school. And he had, I think he hit six threes, if I'm not mistaken. mistaken. And that was back in 2008, 2009. Uh, but he had a nice little uh, face-up touch from... From about 14 feet uh, to, to swing things full circle, uh, a lot similar, kind of like an a la Luke Longley, another Australian who, of course, Isaac, Isaac Humphreys is being compared, uh, is from and now being compared to in terms of uh, Cal, uh, Josh Harrelson. And, and this isn't just, uh, we aren't going to spend the first 10 minutes of our show recapping Josh Harrelson's career. Why not? The guy deserves it. Listen, he came out, he came out of obscurity from a Juco. To the to the bathrooms, he was the one locked in the stall, wasn't he? Was he the one that had to walk home from Vanderbilt? I forget which one he was. That was Darius Miller that had to walk home, and <laughs> I, I think it was Perry Stevenson that was locked in a stall. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anything happened to George specifically. Uh, well, I'm sure there was. We just don't know about it. But so, I mean, those things, you know, going into how he became. I mean, despite the fact I still remember being on the radio talking about U of L UK previewing that game before it happened, saying. Well, if there's one guy we can let beat us, I guess it can be Josh Harrelson. Ha, ha, ha. And, of course, it turned out to be my worst nightmare. I uh, remember that. He had a huge game against Louisville. It, it must be International George Day or something like that. <laughs> That's because he was uh, open but... every five. Louisville double-teamed everybody but him, and he was open for layups and 10-foot jump shots that all game. But Calipari compares him to jo- Isaiah Humphreys to Josh Harrelson. Josh Harrelson to Isaiah Humphreys. Calls <laughs> Humphreys bigger, much bigger. and. That's true. He is much bigger. I don't really think their games are all that similar right now. Now, if they ask Humphreys to play a Josh Harrelson-like role where they just want him to defend, rebound, and be physical, I think Humphreys can do that. Uh, But I do think Josh Harrelson had a much better touch right now than Isaiah Humphreys has. He was also a Juco, though, too. He was a Juco, but his first year he was technically a sophomore, so it wasn't like you know he was a had a ton of experience under his belt, but you're right. I mean, he did, he did have more and we're talking about Josh Harrelson, his senior season. Yeah, exactly. Isaac Humphrey as a 17 year old kid, <laughs> 17 and a half years old. Uh, that's a long ways away from being a finished product. I have seen Humphreys play a few times and I have seen a, a, a nice skill set, nothing amazing, nothing like Scott Labissier, but a pretty solid skill set that I think he can really grow off of. Uh, but right now, I think he is more of a physical player that, hey, I'm bigger than you. I'm going to put my butt into you on the block, and I'm going to be able to score. Uh, I think eventually he'll he'll get his touch down. Uh, he'll be able to knock down 12 to 15 footers more consistently. And I think all those things are going to start coming together by the time his sophomore season rolls around. you got to remember, he's also going to have a year playing on this team, a team that I think likely should return to the Final Four. And then you're going to have an entire summer where he's going to be on campus, learning, improving, getting better. So what UK fans will see, uh, Big Blue Madness, the blue-white scrimmage, and some of these early games on will will not look anything like the Isaiah, Isaiah Humphreys of next season or even towards the end of this season. Him missing the summer obviously isn't ideal for Kentucky, but you'd rather have him here now than, than not. And also Ty Winyard, uh, who is New uh, New Zealander and Australia and New Zealand are, are close enough. Trevor, do you, you know your geography. 
Oh yeah, yeah. We go. We're going. So we're going uh, with Crocodile Dundee and the um, oh, what's that damn New Zealand comedy show on HBO? I was gonna. Now I was gonna make a great comparison. I, I forgot the damn name of the show. Uh, Fly the Concords. There we go. Fly to the Concords. I don't know where you're going there, but I, I am familiar with Fly to the Concords. It's the only thing from New Zealand I can remember. <laughs> I, in one of my Spanish classes at Saint X, and I think most people consider Saint X a pretty valuable education. Uh, my Spanish teacher one time just, I, I guess maybe he was hungover or I don't know. Now, this was my sophomore or junior year. Just started to play Fly to the Concords, uh, but but put it in Spanish. As our lesson for about two days. Well, maybe it will, I hope at least that made it funny because when I watch it in English, I don't laugh. You don't like you don't like Flight of the Concords? No, no. I, I've been I've been accused of being a comedic racist. I'm not a big fan of British or uh, or any other international comedies. Uh, that's it, it's a it's a and you like The Office and you don't like Flight of the Concords? It's kind of a dry humor similar to that. I'm, I, here's one that some people have told me I should lose my man card over. I don't, I don't like Monty Python. Ne- ne- never found it amusing. I just I, do, I don't get into the – I mean, I don't know. I just don't – some reason men in drag and the word bum just don't make me laugh. Yeah, Hannah loves Monty Python. I've never really watched it to give it a, to give it a chance, but I am I, Fly of the Concords is is pretty goofy and has some some clever humor as well that I thought you would you'd be a fan of. Interested to see that you're not, but yeah. this Kentucky team is going to have it's going to be it's going to be like an international team. It's going to be it's going to have guys from all over the country on their roster, uh, which is. Louisville also has a pretty uh, international roster as well. Hey, we've got some, we've but got some flavor from around the world. I mean. You're you're gonna have, and I'm gonna I'm gonna forget people. I know I'm going to, but you're gonna have Scalabissier from Haiti. Obviously, Isaiah Humphreys from Australia. Yeah. Ty Winyard, who is still, I think the plan is still for him to come in December. He's from New Zealand. What are the chances he, he plays that he he joins the team this year? Is there is there a Odds on like 50 50, 60 40 doesn't. What, what, what do you see for him? I, I, I would say 75 25 that he joins. I'd be okay. surprised if he didn't. If he doesn't join, uh, you know, this is between you and me, Trevor. If he, <laughs> if he doesn't join, it's because John Calipari said, uh, just wait, man. That, that's the, what I was going to actually come back with if you, when you said 75, was, is it really. Is it worth the short amount of time bringing him in? I mean, obviously, well, maybe it will be if Lebissier is not eligible because of academics at that time. But no, 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 no! I was waiting for you to do this, Trevor. I want you to explain to me what the Scal Lebissier situation is. Give me the give me the details. Give the, uh, the listeners here on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz lay it out for them because you always want to bring this up and we always end up talking about it. And I don't think you ever pay attention because you always end up bringing it up again. Not a so clue. tell us all. What the situation is with Scalabissia? Uh, he skipped to me classes to watch Fly the Concords. And now, no, really? and now I, I really, I, I have no idea the exact details. I know I've, I've read there's been, in headlines I've read that there's, there's worrisome people. Worrisome. I don't know why, but other than it makes me smile thinking that it can make Kentucky fans sad. What, what, what do, what's there to worry about if you're a Kentucky fan? I don't know. You tell me. You're the recruiting analyst. We've talked about it a thousand times. And yeah, we but I don't pay attention. I zoom out. And you go, oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> but, well, you know, remember it. 
remember it because I always end up telling you it's not really anything to worry about, especially not right now. Oh, right now. So we will see. No, we <laughs> as of right now, something has to change for him to be wor- for sir for there to be some concern. Here's the thing. When it comes to you describing LeBissier's problems or lack thereof with me, just remember, I'm like Lloyd Christmas. All I hear is one in a million and there's a shot. That's all I'm hearing. I don't hear about the husband. I don't hear about the fact he gets straight A's. All I'm hearing is there's nothing to worry about right now. And when I hear right now, I think there's a chance. All right. I I wish you had pen and paper, Trevor. But I'm sure you probably don't there. I don't. (laughs) There are no academic concerns with Scalabistia. Not a one. Went to a good school, was a good student. Nothing. Would that the be... only concerns that there are. Okay. Nothing academic. Just nothing. Period. The only concerns that there are was there's a report that came out last November that his guardian, who does seem to be kind of a scumbag, <laughs> was asking for money from AAU programs. Now, there's no proof he asked for money. There's no bank records. There's none of that, at least that we know of. There is just people saying, and I think one or two AAU coaches saying, yeah, he asked what what they were worth and what he was going to get for, for Scal to play on our AAU team. That's it. Now, will the NCAA look into this? I'm sure they probably will. But will that be enough to rule him ineligible? Hell no. Will it be enough to even slow down his eligibility to maybe have UK have to sit him out a few games? Not with just that. So there has to be a lot more there, Trevor, for it to amount to anything at all. Well, if that's the case, then then why would you even bring the the other big man in? I mean, at that late point in the season, especially if you've already added Isaac Isaac Humphreys. Ty Winyard? Yes. That's what what I'm – that's what I'm questioning, and that's why I'm telling you, if he doesn't arrive or enroll early, to me, that's John Calipari saying, no, uh, we we don't want to mess up our chemistry. We've got a good thing going. Don't bother coming. But here's the thing with Ty Winyard. The way New Zealand works, and another little geography science lesson for you, Trevor, in the Southern Hemisphere, right now, it is winter. Okay. You know that? I, I was unaware of that. So (laughs) when it becomes fall, it's going to be spring there. And when it's spring there, he's going to graduate. So what's up is down and what's left is right there. Yeah. Haven't you ever heard when you flush a toilet in Australia, the water goes the opposite way? That I did know. Thank you, Simpsons. So he's going to graduate in the fall and be done with high school. And, And that's why everybody said, and that's why he said, yeah, I'm probably going to enroll early because what else am I going to do? I'm sure you can find things to do in New Zealand. One of my roommates studied abroad there for six months and almost wanted to stay an additional six months. And I've, I've had cousins go over there and go backpacking. And Captain Arctic said he's been there as well. I've Beautiful, never heard anyone say, place. I can't wait to get to New Zealand and never leave. I've never heard that. Not denying it's not a beautiful place or that it does have that, that sex appeal, but I've never actually heard somebody say, I went to New Zealand and I didn't want to ever leave. I can't wait to go to New Zealand. What? Why? I don't know. Wait. I'm not just saying. I'm not saying it's. A, I'm just saying I've never heard that. That's personally. that's where they shot. That's where they shot Lord of the Rings, man. Isn't the scenery in that movie beautiful? Yeah, but the movie sucked. The movie didn't suck. <laughs> that movie you sucked, suck. man. If I wanted to watch people walking for three hours, I put on a Jane Fonda tape. At least it's got a better butt than uh, than the Hobbits. Oh, that's obviously more to that movie than that, but. 
Oh, I, I think you're a little too happy that it's Throwback Thursday <laughs> where you're just saying silly things. Well, I will say this, though, and this is, I mean, in all seriousness with Ty Winyard, I mean, I'm not, if you come and you're almost, I mean, I don't know if there's a chance he would, I know this sounds crazy to be one and done, especially when you're only playing half a season, but have we not seen crazier things in terms of people maybe leaving earlier than, than you would ever thought they would when it comes to being at Kentucky and John Calipari? I mean, so well, if he does come and only spends half a season, play, say he only plays a, a, a handful of games and spots, that's all you sometimes need to get the uh, eyebrows of the NBA going. The potential rule. He's got potential. He's, and then he's, they, not, and, gonna, he's not going to go pro, Trevor. I'm not saying like, it's I, – I get, I get what you're saying, yeah. and I get that, that possibility to be out there, but he's not going to – and he also theoretically could just, if he didn't go to Kentucky at all, could just go pro anyways. Okay, so, so then there's no point. Okay, then just come on to Kentucky. And, all right, then if he's going to go pro, he's going to go pro. As long as he's turning 19, which I assume that he probably is, but I'm not 100% sure about that. You can also but, be two years removed from high school as well, I believe. Yeah, but he wouldn't be two years removed from high school if he's graduating in True. December, or not December, but November. Are they a uh, year behind us too? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I wouldn't expect Ty Winyard to come in and make a big impact. You're going to have Alex Poitras at the four, Marcus Lee at the four, Scalabissier at the five, and now Isaiah Humphreys at the five. Uh, maybe UK could use him in a pinch. And, and he had always talked about coming in, Ty Winyard had, coming in and redshirting. I had thought that was, cr- was crazy before we knew about Isaac Humphreys uh, because then UK's front line only goes three deep. They're probably going to need to use Winyard. In that situation, now it wouldn't be completely unrealistic just to get him on campus, get him to start working out, get him to start practicing, and when summer rolls around, he can slide right in without missing a beat. Where there's always this big curve for freshmen under John Calipari, where they have to learn everything, he has to slow everything down for these guys. With a guy like Ty Winyard, then at that point you don't have to do that. Now I always think it's kind of silly to redshirt a player at UK, Trevor, and the reason I think it's silly is because how many four-year guys have you seen play under John Calipari that had ne- had needed to use all four years and had been very valuable pieces in year four? Um, since he's been here, there haven't been many of them. Marcus Lee could be that guy next year, I guess, if that were to happen. Alex Poitras, theoretically, is a senior, but really a junior because he missed all of last season. So I guess theoretically it could happen for Alex Poitras too. But the point, of the, ma- the fact of the matter is, you shouldn't be using all four years at Kentucky with the way John Calipari runs a program because either you're good enough to go pro, so you go pro, or you're not good enough and you're probably going to get people playing over you. But if they wanted to redshirt Ty Winyard and not waste an entire year for just a few months of basketball where he's likely just going to sit on the bench, that would be okay. Then let him go into 2016, 2017 as a redshirt freshman and see see what he does. It, it ultimately probably isn't going to matter, in my opinion. But UK's roster is finally now complete. We're going to talk more about Jamal Murray, who he'll be getting to campus soon. Isaiah Humphreys is going to get there on Saturday. Uh, we'll talk about what that means to have everybody there now and not have Jamal Murray go away for two and a half weeks to go to Mexico to, to play for Team Canada. And also, UK's basketball schedule comes out. So why not preview the the schedule a little bit? It's it's mid August. We gave football we gave football enough love over the last couple weeks with our, our position breakdown. We can take a day off for basketball. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're yeah. supposed to preview the basketball schedule. You don't want to favor one kid over the other; the other one might get jealous. I was listening to uh, an Alabama radio show, and they were previewing basketball as well. So we're just following the trends. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> no, Trevor, not seriously. <laughs> you don't 
God. They would, no way they'd well, ever were do they, it. Were they talking they, memories of Robert Ory and Latrell Sprewell? They'd fire that radio host quicker than a Paul Bear Bryant minute. Whatever that means. All right, we're going to head to a commercial break. We'll come back. We'll preview that schedule. It's tough for UK. I, I'm predicting a few losses, a lot more than last year. Uh, some would say maybe even six times as many. Uh, maybe a spoiler alert there, Trevor. Da-da. We'll be right back. We'll be right back here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Short little span of attention and all oh, my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model? Now that my role model is gone. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. Now back to the sports talker with TJ Walker. We're back in 1450, the sports buzz. want to remind you that the Sports Talker with TJ Walker is brought to you by Allen Electric. Kentuckyana's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. That means your house. Give them a call, 636-HELP for any electrical service. Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark, which is uh, they're, they're fine people at Allen Electric, and you should give them your business if you need some electric work done, lights, Whatever, whatever it may be, major electrical problems, small electrical problems, they'll get it all figured out. It is a beautiful day, Trevor. I mean, I can't get over it. I don't know what the 10-day the forecast is. I'm going to look it up right now because this is football weather. And if anything, this is actually kind of making me more anxious for football because right now it's supposed to be like 105 outside and we're supposed to be sweating and feeling miserable and just looking forward to football season knowing that Hopefully the weather is going to let up a little bit. Now, we've already got football weather right now. And it looks like, at least for the five-day, we're going to be good. Let's see what the 10-day says. Over the next week, the highest we're going to get is next weekend, which is going to be the high 80s. Long as, as long as there's a breeze, I can handle, I can handle high 80s. And, and next Tuesday and Wednesday, we might not even get out of the 70s. Trevor, Ooh, I love the seventies. Now you tell me you're going. Now I, I take that back. High eighties. Guy like me is going to sweat probably in the high seventies. So I, I need a breeze regardless. But I, I want, I want, I want the, I want the low seventies with a little bit of nip in the air. That's football weather to me. Just perfect weather where it's you don't need hot chocolate while you're sitting outside, but it makes it so much better. <laughs> so, I mean, what if so? We see this Saturday, weather's going to be fine. We see next Saturday, it's going to be a little warmer, but nothing too bad, especially for what we're used used to. That means we only have one more Saturday after next Saturday, and then that's football season. If we can keep it in the 80s for that, then woo! We're in the money, Trevor. I might have to get my mom or minivan back with the air conditioning in it, and I can go back to my car. It's, uh, it, it It is football season, and, uh, Patrick Toll said on Feinbond's show today that the expectation, and it's not crazy to think that UK could make it to Atlanta for the SEC championship. I've talked a lot more on our message boards 
and just with friends about the football season. And I don't, I'm starting to get on the seven win train, Trevor, with UK football. Um, uh, explain where is that seventh win coming from? Well, I think you get the four out of conference games, including Louisville. Then you get Vandy. That's five right there. And I, I'm, I think Florida is. I'm starting to lean to Florida being a feel very comfortable about Kentucky winning. I think Florida is going to be pretty bad this year. And that game being a Commonwealth, it's going to have a similar feel to at least what I've been told, the Alabama game in 1997, just knowing Kentucky hadn't beaten Alabama in 75 years. It's it's going to – you're just going to be able to feel it in the air that night that Kentucky's going to beat Florida. And I think they do. And then that momentum will carry over to the Missouri game. And I think UK starts the season off very, very well and then ends up winning seven games on the year. It, maybe you know, maybe they sneak out a win against Tennessee, too. I, I wouldn't predict that right now, but I don't think it's crazy to see seven, maybe eight wins. The four, this, this Gator team's better than that. That Alabama team was was not good. That was a five-win Alabama team, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is going to be a five-win Florida team. I think they're going to be really bad. I don't know. They also had a Shula coaching them, not named Don, and if anybody ever knows the Shula family, not one of them have their, their dad's eyes, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Go that on. It means that means mom was stepping out because they ain't got dad's football knowledge. So clearly, he ain't the one that that, that put him there. <laughs> but I, I'm starting to, I, you know, maybe it's just getting closer to football season, and I'm becoming more optimistic. But I think, I think Kentucky's gonna gonna have a pretty good year. I think, I think it, I think in a week, I think we're a week away from you coming onto the uh, bacon bandwagon of. I think they might beat Georgia on November seventh. <laughs> I don't think they'll beat Georgia. <laughs> I got to watch that Georgia game last year. I got to watch it two years ago. Uh, I, they're not. They're not going to beat Georgia, Trevor. By the way, I was and at I the Kentucky Alabama win in '97. I was at that game. Did you rush the field? No. What'd you do? I went back to the car and got drunker than I was already in the stands. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a nice little Saturday. Hey, night. what can I say? I was 17 years old. <laughs> what do you expect? You're lucky. All I was was drunk. <laughs> That, that was a little UK football preview. I want to preview basketball. We've got their whole schedule here. Trevor, you and I are just going to say whether or not we think Kentucky's going to win these games, okay? Okay. And we I was just going to do just the SEC schedule, uh, but we might as well do the whole schedule just so we can kind of get a better feel of how many wins, losses UK we think we are going to predict here in August Kentucky will have. Uh, I'll – no track of no no sense in keeping track of the wins because there's going to be a lot of them. Do you I mean you mean mark the losses or do you you got it? I'll I'll mark the losses. Okay. So, all right. So Albany, well that'll be a win. Uh, wait a minute, we skipped Ottawa. What are you <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm looking at the exhibition game. Okay, we're not going to do exhibitions because okay. that doesn't count against the schedule. Okay, good point. Go on. Albany, win. Some, uh, <laughs> Did I really need to waste six seconds to even say the name of the school and win. All right, New Jersey Institute of Technology. We'll, we both got Kentucky going 2-0. Two and two and oh. Game in Chicago. Uh, I'm going to take this as a loss, very close loss. And this isn't me being a hater. It's me being that game just so early for a young UK team. Not that Duke isn't young either, but. I just think that's one of those games where you just—it's too early for Duke for Kentucky to have their feet underneath them, running at full speed to take on a team like Duke. If Kentucky, if Poitras was healthy, I, I think Kentucky wins this game by ten plus against Duke. He probably won't be, so I think it'll be closer. I still think Kentucky should win. 
they'll be more pumped up than Duke heading into that game. It's uh, Kentucky. You've got Tyler Uless. It's a, it's a semi-experienced Kentucky team. Everyone's talking about how young they're going to be, and they will have some young pieces. Uh, but you do have Poitras, Lee, and Uless that are going, and a Michael Mulder, who's a JUCO guy. You're going to have some guys that have played in big games. I know Duke has that as well, but they also have a ton of young guys that need to speed up very quickly. I think UK has the advantage inside. I think Kentucky wins. How much more right. is Mulder really going to be playing now with Murray coming into the mix, though, still? I still think he's going to be playing just because every report I've heard from Lexington is that Michael Mulder has been very impressive. Some people think that he Mulder could start over Briscoe. I don't think that happens. But And if he's uh, going to play, it's going to be that first month or month and a half of the season when the freshmen are getting past the little hiccups of the early part of being freshmen in this basketball season. I think Mulder could be the first guy off the bench, uh, or maybe you know outside of Poitras or Lee. I think they play seven guys, and maybe Mulder's in on that uh, in at number seven. But we'll see. Wright okay. State, you've got to win. I've got to win. How, Boston, wait a minute. Wait, you don't speak for me. They got to win, by the way. Boston, you've got to win. I've got to win. Yeah. South Florida in Miami. Do you have a win against Orlando Antigua down there in, in South Beach? I don't care if it's in his backyard, literally. It's Kentucky's winning that game. <laughs> I've got Kentucky winning two. Illinois State, we've both got wins. Yeah. Now this gets this gets a little kinky. At yeah. UCLA well, I like it. in Los Angeles, UK beat them by four hundred and fifty two points last year. Does Kentucky win again, or does UCLA get some revenge out in La La Land? Uh, I, I went with Duke as my uh, early season hiccup uh, for Kentucky, so I say win against UCLA. This game will be a lot closer for Kentucky than it was against UCLA last year in Chicago, uh, but they get the win. EKU, I've got the win. You've got the win. Arizona State. Kentucky wins. That's an interesting out-of-conference game, but I, I don't see any problems for Kentucky. I think Arizona State can the, hang with a little more than, than you, we would expect, but, uh, yeah, Kentucky wins. And that might be a closer game because there are some big games coming up for Kentucky at that point. Maybe they overlook Arizona State slightly. I don't know. You've got weeks between games, but uh, I do think they get the win. Then they get Ohio State and Brooklyn. Um, I'm going Kentucky again. So far, one loss. Ohio State, if it was last year's Ohio State team at that time of the year, maybe maybe it's an upset. Maybe D'Angelo Russell does something crazy. Uh, they're not going to have him this year. I don't think they're going to be all that good, and it should be a win for Kentucky. Louisville and, and Lexington, you've got a win for UK. I've got a win for UK. Ah, no, 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 no. Slow your roll there, uh, uh, homie. Uh, I'm going. I'm picking the cards. I don't care what, what, what the uh, numbers and stats tell me. I'm, I'm not ever saying that otherwise. All right, well, I'm not going to write that down for you because I know deep down in your heart you don't think that. <laughs> we, go into, we go into SEC play against uh, Ole Miss. Kentucky gets the Rebels at home. I would imagine you would you would agree with me there. Yeah, unless uh, Marshall Edison shows up with an AK, that's, that's going to go to Kentucky's favor. I think it will be a pretty good uh, Ole Miss team. I think Stephon Moody will, will take a big step, and I'm excited to see what Andy Kennedy can do with those guys. But – in Lexington, they're not going to get that win. No. Now comes the big one at LSU yeah. against Ben Simmons, against Antonio Blankney. That's down in the bayou. Do the Tigers pull the upset? They almost did it last year. I'm picking LSU in this one. I think this is their – oh, God, please put a bullet through my temple. Their Super Bowl uh, for that comment. Uh, I think this is – it's very close. But I think LSU pull, squeaks this one out. I think it's the e, e, rowdy house filling up uh, whatever the hell arena they play in. 
<laughs> the I'm sure it's named after Maravich, yeah. I'm sure it's named after Maravich in some way. I think this is Kentucky's first loss of the season, and I think it's a game that Kentucky's going to be in till the end. LSU is going to be a young team too, uh, and I don't think I don't even know for sure if LSU will be drastically better than they were last year. I think they will be better, but they are losing um, Jarrell Martin and who's the other guy that gave UK a lot of problems? Jordan Mickey. Jordan Mickey, yeah, and then. Uh, who was it two years ago? O'Brien. And they've, you know, they've had Johnny some O'Brien, players. yeah. They've had some talented players. Yeah, their uh, coach ben just Simmons is a moron. Bad. Exactly. But and you got to keep I in mind, also, on January 5th, we don't know if Obisier will be on the court or not at that point. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. He might he might be ineligible. That one's for Yates, by the way, if you're out there listening, buddy. At, at Alabama, uh, I don't – I'm sure Kentucky probably will come home. They'll have a four-day break before playing at Alabama. You've got Avery Johnson. You've got an exciting new Alabama program. Calipari has has his fair share of losses in Tuscaloosa to do the Tide upset Kentucky for back-to-back losses. I think this game's a little closer. I don't. I'm mean, gonna be honest with you. I don't know a lot about Alabama other than the fact the new coaching staff with Avery Johnson. But uh, I would think this game might be a little closer than you would expect. But I pick Kentucky to win. I think it probably will be. I think a lot of these road games for Kentucky are really tough. Yeah. I think a lot of them are going to be close. I think they win that one, too. I just don't think they're going to lose back-to-back. Except for A&M later on. I don't think that'll be close at all. Uh, Mississippi <laughs> State next. Kentucky gets the win there. If that was at Mississippi Lincoln, State, I would be leaning a lot more towards MSU. But at, at Rupp Arena, no. I'm going Kentucky. Yeah, Ben Howland makes his trip up with Malik Newman. That'll be a fun atmosphere. At Auburn, Bruce Pearl, he's finally getting some recruits in down on the Plains. Do Can they upset Kentucky? <laughs> no. They, they could be by 15 really? or 20, yeah. I, I think Auburn's going to be much improved. I think they make the NCAA tournament. I, I do said think they'd Kentucky lose only the by win. 15 or 20. That's improved. I think, I think Kentucky will get the win, though. That's a tough one, though. I mean, these games, Auburn, I'm going to write those down. Auburn, Mississippi State. Uh, well, no, not Mississippi State at home. I shouldn't write that down. Alabama, rather. And then LSU. All these, I'm going to write down the losable games, the ones where they actually, because remember last year when we, Kentucky was going through their 38-0 and 0 start, and I had pointed out to you, all right, these are the games that they could lose. Yeah. I'm going to do that again much early on in the season and have the right to alter and change that list. Next, uh, this is a... Well, wait a minute, that, gonna, that means I can change, does that mean I can add Alabama to my losable, even though I think Kentucky will win? Well, you can add it to losable, but are you predicting right now that they lose it? No, I'm picking Kentucky to win the game. All right, so they go to Auburn. Four out of five on the road for the Cats, and they finish that long road trip at Arkansas where they lost, uh, where they've, two years ago, I believe. I don't think they didn't lose their last year. They didn't play their last year. year before last, they lost their Michael Qualls and company. Do they lose to the Razorbacks in Fayetteville this year? No, no. It's 40 minutes of hell, but only for the Arkansas basketball team. You there. Arkansas is not going to be a very good team. That's a win for Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be a, it'll be an interesting atmosphere, but it's a win for Kentucky. All right, Vandy at home. Kentucky gets the doors. Vandy's going to be pretty good, but Kentucky beats him at home. Yeah, I'm going to say it's lo- losable on February 27th, but on January 23rd, it's all Kentucky. Missouri... In Rupp Arena, that's a game that you probably wish was on the road if you're a UK fan because Missouri is going to be terrible, 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 terrible. That will be an easy win for UK. Yeah, I agree. Kentucky wins. All right. Next comes with this weird out-of-conference game at Kansas. Uh, Can Kentucky get the win in late, late January? 
Uh, at Kansas, uh, I'm going Kansas in this one. I think that. I mean, you're talking about Allen Fieldhouse rocking like it hasn't been rocked before. Uh, I think they'll uh, they'll be pumped for this game. I'm going Kansas in a emotional win. Well, here's the thing: if Kansas and, and remember Kentucky beat the snot out of Kansas last year, I if know. Kansas doesn't have Czech Diallo, that was I'm also thinking, very early in the season too. By the way, well, they, Kentucky would have wiped Kansas whether whenever they played. True, but Kentucky, I, Kentucky was a lot better than Kansas last year. And they had Cliff Alexander then. They didn't have Cliff Alexander later in the season. Well, sort of. Uh, I mean. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Check Diallo isn't cleared by the NCAA, Trevor, and that is for academic reasons. And one of his former teammates, Kobe Eubanks, just was ruled ineligible by the NCAA. And Kobe Eubanks plays at Alabama, or was hoping to play at Alabama. That's not a great sign for Check Diallo. If Kansas doesn't have Check Diallo, I'm taking... I'm going to take Kentucky to win that game at at Kansas. If they have Diallo, I'm taking Kansas. Right now, I'll take Kansas as a win and give Kentucky their second loss. That's where I stand right now. I trust the people so, of Lawrence to get him through the uh, the clearinghouse uh, properly. So I I'm, don't know if he's going to get clear. That <laughs> And during his recruitment, I had people telling me all that, that hey, you might want to look out for that. Uh, there could be bad news there, blah, blah, blah. But – uh, we'll see. It's not looking great. Um, anyways, let's head on. At Tennessee, Rick Barnes, Thompson Bowling Arena. Another tough game for Kentucky. Kentucky uh, wins. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in the I'm gonna put that in the losable category. But I I do think Kentucky wins. Florida at home, Rupp Arena. That'll be a win for UK. Yep. Florida's gonna be bad next year, real bad. Georgia at home. Georgia's close to beating the Cats last year. Won't happen this year. Nope. At South Carolina, UK struggled in Columbia. Frank Martin is certified crazy. I agree. They're going to have some some returning players and also P.J. Dozier, who picked USC over Louisville. Can the Gamecocks upset Kentucky? Uh, I picked Kentucky, but mark that as losable for me. If you're a UK fan, you got to like that game being at noon. The atmosphere might not be as crazy or as drunk as sometimes it'll Don't be. Don't underestimate South, South Carolina's Carolina. ability to get drunk at any time of the afternoon. Now they have Tennessee at home. Kentucky does. That'll be a win. Yep. At Texas A&M, Kentucky was lucky, lucky to win that last year. Do they beat A&M this year at Reed Arena? Kentucky wins. I look at it as more of A&M was lucky to be in the game, to almost win the game last year, opposed to Kentucky lucky to win the game. I'm taking. I'm going to take A&M. That's going to be Kentucky's uh, second conference loss, third of the season. It'll just they're going to they're going to have a, a stinker that they're not going to win. That'll be it. Alabama at home. That'll be a win for Kentucky. Win. At Vandy, a little Memorial Magic. Back in the day, UK heading down to Nashville was was no easy win. I think Vanderbilt's going to be very talented. Do they get the win? Kevin Stallings, my man, pulls out the upset. Taking Vandy? Yeah, why not? I mean, we yeah. again, we don't know who's going to play center at that point for Kentucky. I, I think Kentucky's going to beat Vanderbilt. A lot of UK fans sneak into Memorial Coliseum. It'll they do. it'll be a it'll be a sixty five thirty five crowd. It's, it's kind of hard to sneak into an arena that holds like what like six hundred people though. I mean. <laughs> it's, it's, that you ever been there to Memorial? Actually, I've never been in it. No, I haven't. Really cool gym. I mean, it's it was an old opera house or theater and converted into a basketball arena. It is a fun place to watch a basketball game. And if you get there for a good environment, aka when UK is in town. Uh, it, it gets pretty rowdy and loud. I'm just a weird I, guy I that actually likes UK. Kevin Stallings. People like the my UK fans like to make fun of me for it, but I, I've actually I'm actually a fan of Kevin Stallings. 
I actually like him as a coach. Like as a coach, yes. I like him as an X and O's coach. He kind of comes off as a cranky old man, and I I don't think he's a a very good recruiter at all. I think Vanderbilt could do a lot better on that front. But I think he is really good at X's and O's and has a good basketball mind. I don't think Kentucky loses at both Texas A&M and at Vanderbilt. I think they lose one of them, and I think Texas A&M seems more likely there. But maybe that could be a losable game. By by the way, phrases you never thought you'd hear, Vanderbilt should be better at recruiting than they are. They they really should be. Unless we're talking they baseball, I don't think that that that's has ever been uttered in any other sport. Uh, they should be. They should be, and they should be in football too. There are people that care about academics, Trevor. I know it's so crazy because you didn't at all, but some people do care <laughs> about academics. And, well, that's and good. Vanity, Vanderbilt does a good job that. of that. Uh, of what? I'm caring about academics, but you can go. There's there's several other schools that are that excel at academics as well as uh, athletics. That other than Vanderbilt, I mean that they can go that. That has just going to probably academic program as Vanderbilt does that are doing good in sports that Vanderbilt aren't, like Duke, Stanford, Duke, who, who Stanford. Else? I mean, Miami is not doing right now, but they obviously has a reputation. You have uh, you mentioned Miami Stanford. of Miami of where Miami of Florida is a good academic. Uh, Syracuse is a good school. I, I don't think Miami of Florida or Syracuse are even close to the same level as Vanderbilt. I'd take Syracuse over Vanderbilt, but that's only because they uh, they. I take Syracuse's journalism. Exactly, that's why I wanted to have two Syracuse over Vanderbilt. But no, 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 Trevor. Uh, so let's move on. At Florida, that that's usually a tricky game in the O Dome. It's going to be seven o'clock night game. I, I, Kentucky gets the win, though. Yeah, Kentucky blows them out, getting that bad taste that Vanderbilt loss in my eyes out of their mouth. I am going to put that that's going to be losable. That's that's very borderline losable, in my opinion, with how bad Florida's going to be. It is still at Florida, though. Maybe that salvages their terrible season. And then LSU at home for senior day for Kentucky. Kentucky gets revenge. Yeah, the steel recruits name. They're going to kill a Jones. <laughs> All right, so you, you've got Kentucky losing three. I didn't count your Louisville loss. Okay. I've, got Kentucky, I've got Kentucky losing three. Uh, even if they were to drop one in the SEC tournament, four losses this year will get Kentucky a one seed without a doubt, in my opinion. I've got them losing two SEC games, so that would be 16-2 and two in conference and I guess 34 or 31 regular season games, so 28-3 and three in the regular season. That's a one seed, Trevor. That means they'd be playing in Louisville in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Another Final Four for the Cats. Uh, don't, get, don't put the, the cart before the horse so quickly, my friend. We're going to take a commercial break. We will be right back here on 1450 The Sports Bus. The answer is easy if you take it logically. I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. She said it's really not my habit to intrude. Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost, don't misconstrued. But I'll repeat myself at the risk of being crude. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. See the second largest ball of twine on the face of the earth, which is only four short hours away. Song, song of the south, sweet potato pie, and I shut my mouth. Gone, gone with the wind, there ain't nobody looking back again. 
we're back here, 1450 the Sports Buzz. So we both have UK 28 and 3, Trevor. What are your thoughts about that? Well, 27 and 4 on my part, but uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty. I think uh, we might uh, miss calculated which ones are the three or in some cases four losses, but I think the number in itself is about right. Well, I. Well, here's the thing. Here are the losable SEC games for Kentucky, and all these are on the road. They they should not lose at home. They very rarely lose at home under John Calipari. I don't see that happening this year. Uh, at Auburn, at Alabama, at LSU, at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at South Carolina, at Texas A&M, at Vanderbilt, and at Florida. That's nine games, Trevor. That's nine games, and I have them losing two of them. You have them losing two of them. And I, I don't think all nine are change that. I don't think all nine are losable. I.e., Tennessee and Auburn. I don't feel is losable at, at at those locations. I don't think they should lose them, but they can. I mean, would you I mean they, they, they could they could they 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 could also possibly lose at home against Florida and Mississippi State. Maybe well, I won't. mean. They won't lose at home to Florida. I don't think they would either. But I mean, you say, but I mean, the possibility is there. I mean, it could happen. I mean, you never know. Florida could about hit twenty or twenty from three. No, but I, no, no. But that that's not going to happen. They're not going to lose at home. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They're not. But these road games can be tough, as we've seen. Uh, you know, you look at the two thousand fourteen UK team. They make the national championship. They lose nine or ten games. You look at the uh, the, the 2011 team. They lost on the SEC, They lost on the road in the SEC a ton. It can happen. And now I don't think they lose at Auburn or Alabama. They shouldn't at LSU. They probably should at Arkansas. They shouldn't at Tennessee. They shouldn't. These are all teams they're going to be a lot more talented than at USC. They shouldn't at Texas A&M. I could see it, but they probably shouldn't. But again, I could see it at Vanderbilt. I could see it. They probably shouldn't at Florida. They should not. But those will be tough games because when you are Kentucky, every time you go on the road, it's going to be the other team's Super Bowl. Not to use a John Calipari quote, everybody take a shot at home, but it is true. That's going to be sold-out arenas. It's going to be packed. It's going to be crazy atmospheres. We all know this. So we'll see. I, I I still think UK could probably lose six games the absolute most. And they could lose six games and still get a one seed, I think, this year. Because I think you're going to have a teams that are going to lose a lot. But even six games, I mean, six games would be borderline one. Six Five. games would be pretty hard to be a one. I don't, well, then again, yeah, I mean, if it's, if you're talking about no one was less than, you know, there's maybe one or two teams with three or four losses and everyone is around five or six, then yeah. But six losses, I mean, how many one seeds have had more than five losses in the history of the NCAA tournament? I don't know. It'd be something good to look up, but I'm sure it's happened. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, I would not. I'm not gonna say it hasn't happened, but I mean, they're, they're, they've got to be few and far between. I would think. I would. Oh yeah, I I agree with that. But it it has happened. But I think five would be the number if you're UK. You'd feel more comfortable about five, and I, I think you're fine. And, and I want to say five, including an SEC championship. But maybe you go into the SEC tournament with just four. And then you slip up again. That you know that might even look better, to be honest. 
uh, having just one come in the SEC tournament just because maybe you don't care or whatever, this or that. So I think five, and they're definitely in. Six, I think we can agree, probably borderline. So that would mean if Kentucky can get out of the non-conference, which uh, you got tough games against Duke at UCLA, maybe. Ohio State, maybe. Louisville, but that's at home. That sh- uh, Trevor, you're not going to like me saying that, but that shouldn't be a tough game for Kentucky to win. That's if all right. You can you say it. You don't mind me saying the BCA might not be eligible, so that's okay. Yeah, but one has facts, and the other one's just you hoping. Uh, at, at Kansas, obviously, that's very, very losable. Um, what other ones am I missing? I guess that's it. So, really, Kentucky should get out of the out-of-conference schedule with no more than two losses, two being the maximum. So then can they go the entire SEC and the SEC tournament losing just three games? It'd be tough. It'd be tough. At worst, Kentucky gets a two-seed. We'll see. But uh, we we got a long time to kind of preview basketball. I think adding Isaiah Humphreys is really going to help Kentucky, certainly going to give them some depth and and not make foul trouble as big as an issue as it was. Uh, Trevor, you want to play a little throwback Thursday? Would that cheer you up a little bit? Oh, man, you just brought a smile to my face. You ready? All right, let's, let's do it. All right, let's do this. It's that time. What time is it? Damn time. What we going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? So ya thought ya might like to go to the show. Contestants, good luck. Now, question number one. Who discovered America? Dick York? Dude, if you have to ask, you'll never know. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. All right, your first question. 1588. That is correct. Made it a little tougher this week for you, Trevor. All right, but if you ask me Enos Cantor, I'm going to say turkey. He's from (laughs) Kentucky, though. When he walked up on the draft, that's what they said. So... You'd be wrong about that one, too, and I think you're going to be wrong about a few of them here. Ooh, All right, so the, I love we, the confidence. We have changed the Throwback Thursday format where I'm going to name an athlete, a coach, somebody. Last <clears> week we had, we had Donald Trump. I'm going to name somebody. All Trevor has to do is tell me where they went to college on this Throwback Thursday. Way back when, sometimes it might be somebody just a few years out of college. Other times, they might be 50 years out of college. You never know. All so right. you, all you got to do is just tell me where this person went to college, Trevor. Okay. You generally have done a pretty good job about it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that holds up. All right. Uh, we talked about him earlier in the show today. Johnny Jones. Where did Johnny Jones go to college? Oh, that is a good one. Wow. Um Alcorn State? He went to LSU. Oh, he did go. Quit. I can't do this anymore, man. (laughs) That's a new one. I like it. All right. Where did Bruce Pearl go? Coach Auburn. Man, you did make this one a little tougher today. I'm used to my alma maters are with kids that people had played. Uh, Bruce Pearl, uh, uh, Iowa. Nope, Boston College. Oh, I, are you mental? I knew that he was on the studies for 30 scandal. 
that right. talked about the. I, I said I was thinking he was. And I'm, I'm never mind. Don't worry about my reasoning. Staying in the SEC, where did new Mississippi State head coach Ben Hallen go to school? Oh, man, you're not getting this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes me think. Well, no, not to get some proper uh, middle on school. Ben Hallen went to. Um, do I get a hint on which coast? Uh, it is on the left coast. Um, St. Mary's. Santa Barbara City College. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. <laughs> Where did John Calipari go to school? Uh, Cal went to some school in Pittsburgh. Um... Oh man! Um, they retired his jersey at a UK game not too long ago. It obviously, wasn't Pittsburgh. It's in Pennsylvania. I know that Bethlehem. Clarion. Come on, get your head in the damn game! <laughs> All right, here's a player. Thank you for the love of God. <laughs> Shane Foster. Uh, Vanderbilt. There you go. I am the smartest man alive. Throwing you a. Uh, hey, we got somebody that actually played in a collegiate game. Finally, not the coaches. Throwing you a softball here, knock it out of the park. Udonis Haslam. Uh, Udonis Haslam went to Florida. There you go. You like that, baby? Let him know where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> where did Where did Ron Slay go to college? Ron Slay, who I was talking about him yesterday. By the way, he went to University of Tennessee. Ron Slay. Has this is the same father who had kids with three women. They were Bernardo Foster, who got in a fight with Bud Dupree yesterday. Uh, the Foster that played at Louisville and Rodney Carney all had the same father but different mothers. You know, for a bonus point, do you know which prep school Ron Slay went to? It's in Memphis. That's all you I know. No, no, no. You've heard of it. Um, he was born in Memphis, but he he shipped out. He shipped and out. Went to a prep school that you've heard of. Um. Drawing a blank, give what is it? Oak Hill, pretty easy. Oh well, now which Oak Hill, Virginia? Oak Hill Academy, yeah. There was one in Texas too. That's where uh, Alex Sanders went to play at Louisville. Okay, that no one remembers that one as much. Yeah, nobody, nobody. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I can tell you that the Oak Hill's coach, T. Smith, is from Kentucky. Is he still ooh, coach there? Uh, I don't know. I don't either. All right, where did Frank Martin go to college? Um, wherever the hell he damn well pleased. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's from Miami. If that's <laughs> he's from Miami. If that helps you out at all. Uh yeah, and I know he coached. Uh, he coached like Miami Northwestern or whatever too in high school basketball and got him on probation. Um, has played in football recently. You, uh, uh Central Florida. Oh no, that's in Orlando. You're looking for schools in Miami, yeah. Florida International. Yeah, what am I thinking? Yeah, that's. Come on. Come on! Get your head in the damn game! <laughs> where, where did... I know Central Florida's in Orlando, too. Why I would say that, I don't know. Where did your boy Kevin Stallings coach? Oh, uh... school. Or, it, where did he go to school? Not where did he coach. Well, I know where he coached. I know you say coach. He coaches at Vanderbilt. Um, uh, Big Ten school. Um, did, did, um Illinois? Purdue. Are you mental? 
And that was my where next guess. did I'm getting my butt handed to me on this one? I, I, I didn't not, know you were going to go not, coaches on me. You're not. Well, we, it was an SEC theme today. Where did Sundiata Gaines go to college? Um, say it again. Sundiata Gaines. Um, Sundiata Gaines. I can't even cheat to look this one up because I can't spell it. Um, I'm going to say Iowa State. Well, if it's an <laughs> SEC theme, why oh, yeah. would you say Iowa State? Uh, Could there be anyone stupider than me? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, that's South Carolina. Georgia. That was close. Sundiata Gaines hit that game winner for the Utah Jazz a few years back. He he played against Kentucky a lot. I think he might have hit the, the SEC tournament game winner against UK. Not all that long, or back in two thousand seven or two thousand eight. I don't remember. What do you mean Utah? When did he play? For, he played for the Jazz and. Oh yeah. I'm about to look oh, him. Yeah. I, I really do not remember that name at all. I would have figured you would have gotten that one. I don't. If I remembered him, I probably would have. I don't remember. I think Georgia. No, I mean oh seven oh eight. No, I mean I could tell you Vern Fleming went there, but took him to the Final Four in eighty four. All right, here's your celebrity question to end all today's right. throwback. Thursday. Yeah, see, where which, did which wrong answer should I play? Where did Thomas Jefferson go to college? Virginia. Well, no, he founded Virginia, so he didn't go to school there. How do you know he didn't go to school there? He founded the damn place. Because it, it, <laughs> Trevor, if you could just found found a school and then go there, that would have made college a lot easier for you. You would have just started Kelsey <laughs> University, majored in video games, and gotten out of there in two years. Uh, probably would have stayed longer for extra credit, like uh, like Matt Leiner taking ballroom dancing. Um, now, this, is a, this is a trivia question you you need to you need to hammer down. It's the second oldest university in the United States. There goes Cambridge. Um, I'm in the second oldest university in the United States, not Virginia. Is Virginia the third oldest? Um, no, I don't even think Virginia is the third. It might be, but it's. It, I don't know if, where Virginia is. All right, you know what? Since he founded Virginia, I'm going to say George Washington University because that had been founded by then already. And didn't you major in history? No, I said I like history. There's a difference. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think the oldest university in America is? Uh, I, I would have no clue. I'm assuming something in the Northeast. Okay. Uh, Harvard's the oldest. Is it really? Every, everybody, yeah, everybody can generally figure that one out. Well, the second oldest. You were my and, Harvard top. Har- Harvard is the oldest by far. 1636. Wow. Yeah. And the second oldest people always forget about this because it's not in the Ivy League. William and Mary, the second oldest. Uh, and that's where your boy TJ Thomas Jefferson went. Uh, okay. Now, I still think then, he I still think he attended a, Virginia, which can't should count, but that's just me. Then it's a bunch of Ivy League schools after that. Columbia, all, Penn. Yep. Brown. Columbia. Columbia uh, yeah, all those. Penn founded or partially founded by uh, your boy Ben Franklin. Penn also so, went to the first Final Four in uh, 1979 when they allowed seeding as an 11 seed. Lost to Michigan State in the Final Four. Oh, that's a fun fact. So not your best throwback Thursday. I'll make it easier next week because I, I understand you can't keep up with the big boys. No no witty comment there, Trevor? Uh, sorry, I was uh, I was answering the, the uh, buzz line. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. Did you, make, did you make a snide remark about how... Uh, I said I, I'll make... <laughs> I said I'll make it easier for you next week. I'm hoping that so. What are next week's Jason Osborne and Dewan Wheat? Yeah, 
You get those? Uh, yeah, I can get those. Okay. I can go high schools on those. Speaking of tomorrow, or speaking of tomorrow, we're gonna have a special giveaway on the show. So you're gonna be want to be listening to the sports talker tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna give something away, which will be exciting. Um, so look forward to that. Set your set your alarms for four o'clock tomorrow. Uh, we're running out of time. Am I eligible to win something? Yeah. I was I was just I was I, all I call was the tail end of that was you're giving something away and I was. I was thinking of him. You give something away, and then uh, there's only one thing I can say. Victory! <laughs> Victory! We're gonna have a contest. Get ready to call in to the 1450 Sports Line, the Buzz Line, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line tomorrow around 4:30 for that prize at 502-384-1450. I'll remind all you guys tomorrow. Is it gonna be trivia? Just, just it'll be trivia. Bridging the gap. Oh, sorry, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> what 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 gap are we bridging? <laughs> a gap between getting something right and wrong in trivia, apparently. Can I get right, next time we do a modders? Can I at least know the theme ahead of time? No, it takes it. You can you can figure out the theme when it's going on. All right, I, I think I should get a little bit of a head start. I didn't even make many Scalabissier jokes today, and I got taken behind the woodshed. I made a compliment great, about John Calipari and joked and made even a snide joke towards Patino, and I still got taken behind the woodshed. What up with that? Well, you did so well last week. I wanted to see just how good you were at this. Yeah, well, unfortunately, coaches obviously is not my wheelhouse. Even coaches though, I, even though I did, even though I did get, uh, I mean, which was easy because I know Willard. I, I got him right. You did, yeah. And I thought maybe that'd be indicative to just coaches throughout the country. It's not like I gave you any coaches you'd never heard of, with the exception of Johnny Jones. I mean, well, I know Johnny Jones, but I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a joke, Trevor. Oh. Uh, but let's uh, speaking of coaches that people might may not hear from again. Uh, Paul Petrino's been in the news today. It seems <laughs> like that whole Petrino family is just a bunch of bad apples, Trevor. Uh, I, yeah, but I mean, tell you what, you go, you win two games in two years while you're stuck in Idaho that long. You're bound to you're bound to get a little uh, frustrated too, as well. So if you haven't heard what happened, this is Bobby Petrino's little brother. He is coaching out in Idaho. And Ayo, first off, Idaho. I couldn't believe anybody covers Idaho football, but there, there, there were two people that did. And one of those people wrote that they were concerned by the lack of deep passes at practice, because I'm sure at Idaho, why the hell not? Would you, why wouldn't you open up practices to media? You probably need as much coverage as you can get. So Paul Petrino and Idaho and the Vandals, they, they let, uh, media come in or two media members come in and and watch practice so one of them wrote a column saying hey they're not throwing the ball down the field enough i'm worried about it so paul so the next day these guys are at practice again and paul vetrino comes up to him and says are these enough and aggressively says it is this enough uh, are there enough long passes for you all today are you going to write about how many long passes we threw and the writer thought he was joking and he said yeah kind of or something along those lines and then it turns out he was not joking. Paul Petrino was actually serious. And he started cussing out this reporter, saying how they don't know anything about football. They're idiots. And then kicked them out of practice, yelling that they only write negative things. They never write anything positive. <laughs> and kicked, them out of, kicked both of them out of practice. You got two wins in two years. How much positive can you write? <laughs> and, and it's Idaho media. I mean, 
if you don't have these people covering your football team, who is going to cover them? I mean, I'm dead serious. If I if I were these, I'm assuming Boise State was on an off day. That's why they were there. If I were these reporters covering Idaho, because again, there can't be that many news outlets up there. <laughs> I would honestly consider if we don't get an apology from Paul Petrino, let's just not cover them altogether. And that would really hurt their program. I mean, it really, really would hurt their program. TJ, they won two games in two years. I don't think you you covering that. You not covering them probably helps their program. It definitely wouldn't help their pro. Yeah, maybe it helps because nobody knows just how bad it is. Yeah, exactly. If you're trying to actually get recruits there, and nobody even hears about what Idaho's doing. That would hurt their program. So he cusses them out, kicks them out of practice, and then comes after this reporter again to a point where he has to be held back. And the reporter questioned what would he have done if he wasn't held back? Was he going to hit me? Was he going to physically strike me in some way? And, I would I would have hoped he didn't get held back. I'd love to have been struck by a head football coach. It Yeah, especially if you're a reporter up in Idaho. <laughs> so, interesting situation. Definitely not a good look for Paul Petrino, who I think at this point, first off, if you only win two games in two years at any level, you're probably going to be on the hot seat during year three. And when you're on the hot th- hot seat during year three, you probably need to win some games, and he needs to do that regardless. But now the fact that he's got this going on and people are going to be considering him a hothead, not friendly with the media, expects nothing but fluff pieces, that's not good for him. That's not a good look for him at all. So even if he were just to win two or three games this year, maybe even things looked slightly up, which is kind of scary saying after only winning two or three games, you can't expect him to probably keep his job after what had happened today. I would so not be, a good look for little Petrino. I'd be willing to bet uh, uh, maybe maybe Petrino might be back at Louisville within within two years. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, he I guess he'd just be coaching a position. He's not going to get the offensive coordinator job down here. No, 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 no. But he he would get a position role of some kind. By the way, notable Iowa in Idaho coaches. In the past, and this I, I stand corrected. I wish I'd remember this. I know he coached Idaho State, but Dennis Erickson in 2006. I forgot he coached Idaho as well. Nick Holt, current uh, coach at Western Kentucky, was defensive coordinator under Petrino at Western Kentucky. Tom Cable, uh, former Raiders coach as well. Of course, I guess the fact that you can't win more than four games in a season at Idaho in four years gets you the head coaching job in Oakland. Uh, as well as – there was another one I missed. Nope, that's about it. No one else worth noting. <laughs> Interesting. Not, But just not a not a, not a a good look for him. And I could imagine being frustrated, uh, one, with the losing, two, being in, in basic seclusion up in Idaho. Uh, but Two bowl games he, for Idaho since 1917 when he started football. Ooh, that's a long time. <laughs> Both humanitarian, by the way. <laughs> That's a long Which is time. the one they host. <laughs> what else did we miss today, Trevor? Any other newsworthy items before we round out the show? Um, no, not that I uh, that I've noticed. Any big plans? I think for your we bridged the gap. Um, no, today Thursday's a slow day. I'll, I'll hang out and do a little Nick coffee uh, after you. He's uh, he'll be with us, and I'm going to hang out a little longer and do some going deep, talk some college football with those guys at seven o'clock. So I'll keep it tuned here until 8, and then at 8 o'clock I'll probably stop and get some dinner, maybe go home and probably watch a little DVR, maybe, maybe catch maybe a Big Bang rerun on DVR or something. Not, nothing really – anything on television tonight that I'm, that I'm forgetting about? Anything? You got Big Brother. 
Anything good on television tonight that I'm forgetting about? Uh, you, you have Big Brother. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I think I'll pass. Uh, you do have... Do you watch Big Brother After Dark as well? I would love to actually watch Big Brother After Dark, but I don't really know how to do it, and I don't yeah. want to pay money to do it. You don't know how to watch Showtime? It Well, it's not on Showtime. Yeah, it is. I don't think it is. It used to be. Is it not on there anymore? No, I don't. I don't believe it is. Let me see. After it's on cable channel pop. It's on. <laughs> what the hell kind of channel is that? <laughs> That's what it's called. I could have swore I saw it on Showtime before. I don't know if Pop is on AT and I'm glad you reminded me because I always think about this when they show the advertising for it. That's one of the things I like about Big Brother is that it's currently going on. It's always going on. I know it's not that great of a show, and the episodes are semi boring because if you're going to have a show three times a week, you can't make every episode great. But that's one thing I like about it is that it's currently going on. They don't know what's going on in terms of a media front. Okay, there was something on Showtime. It says here, Big Brother Dark is a spinoff of American reality show Big Brother airing on Pop. Big Brother Dark debuted on in 07 as a companion show since Big Brother 8 airing originally on Showtime 2. Okay. So, okay. I knew well, I'd seen it on the guide. That's, that's the only reason I knew it. I'd, it'd been on there at some point because I'd seen it on the guide going through the channels. That's the only yeah. reason I remembered so, it. No, I, I've never watched it. I would like to, but no, never watched it. Okay. All right, we're out of time for today's show. Again, we're giving something away tomorrow, so so be on the lookout for that. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. 1450 the sports bus. Take the Jordan boy, show him how Kentucky do. Oprah Creek's classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say don't forget to seven, no be hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home. Take a shot of troll. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to be G in my zone. High time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life when they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going right. Come on. I'm sitting by the river, got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Say it's time to take a trip to where the grass is blue, and peep how the mid-south do. Come on, it's okay, I've been with your boys.